0: Welcome, I'm Ian Gillies, and welcome to the Hamilton Wealth Management Podcast number 25 for April 2019. I am joined by Will Hamilton, Kane Baranau, and John Green. Uh, will will review last quarter's markets and our positioning. John will look at fixed interest and currency and provide a short market summary. And Kane Baranau will discuss rates and equities. The first quarter of 2019 has seen interesting performance in all asset classes. Will, what was of key interest during the March quarter and would you provide your thoughts on market conditions and positioning?
1: Thank you, Ian. Look, the start to 2019 is the best start to a calendar year for equity since 1987. Uh, that point is not lost on us, actually. Um, but we need to watch out for overconfidence as this could lead to high expectations and a lack of recognition of risk without pricing in the possibility of bad news. So as we saw... In the fourth quarter of 2018 expectations can turn quickly markets are like much more likely to be constrained in the second quarter and we'll still we still stand by capital economics us s p 500 forecast of 2300 for the end of the calendar year there's growing evidence that the global economy and the domestic economy in australia are both losing steam so capital economics estimate that global growth has slowed from 3.8 percent in the first quarter of 2018 to 3% at present. Capital economics also sees US growth at 1.4% by the end of 2019. So that's much lower than market consensus at 2.1%. They also see the Fed needing to cut rates by further 75 basis points in the first half of 2020. Domestically in Australia, we've averaged 2.7% growth over the last decade, but looking forward, we see the Australian economy slowing by more than most anticipate. So, for instance, in 2019, capital economics see a below average growth rate of 2%, and that's well below that global growth rate of 3% that I just mentioned earlier. So domestic politics is also going to be important. We've got the federal budget in a few days' time. We've got the forthcoming election. We have the potential to exacerbate an already fragile macro environment in our domestic economy. So we're going to continue to look for conservative illiquid alternative assets as a mean of diversification for investors, looking always at returns and are often used phrase respecting the economic cycle. So given our expectation that markets are going to be more difficult, um, we've also mentioned that we're going to, and we have commenced to gradually fade the rallies based on valuations. Therefore, in doing that, we're going to reduce risk-based exposure as markets continue to appreciate during the first half of the calendar year. It is important to have a strategy. We have a strategy, and now we need to be disciplined in sticking to that strategy. As we mentioned last month in our podcast, we know we're in the fifth set of a tennis match. We just don't know if it's the tie break or the second or third game. Thanks,
0: Will. Uh, John, can you give us some insight to what the currency markets have been doing?
2: Sure. The the start of the quarter, we actually saw quite a violent, uh, very brief fall in the Aussie dollar, began the quarter trading at 70.44 US cents and just three days later in a matter of minutes fell by more than 3% against the US dollar and 6% against the yen, then retracing half of those losses within five minutes and most of them within an hour. Uh, this is what's known as a flash crash and we do see them in markets every now and then. It's a reminder of how quickly liquidity can be withdrawn from the system these days and I've the level of anxiety that took hold of markets towards the end of 2018 and in early 2019. Interest rate differentials continued to weigh on the A dollar, uh, although this factor became less important during the quarter as the US Fed took its foot off the interest rate pedal and moved towards a wait-and-see data-dependent stance with respect to future rate moves. Offsetting the interest rate differentials, commodity prices overall were strong throughout the quarter, led by gains in bulk industrials including iron ore, copper and oil, and these gains are providing support to the currency. The Aussie dollar ended the quarter around about $0.71 and we remain 50% hedged for international exposures.
0: Thanks John. Uh, Would you like to comment also on how the fixed income market is fair?
2: Yeah, government bond yields uh, have continued to fall throughout the quarter. Um, Ten-year yields in Australia are ending the quarter at around 1.73, the lowest levels we've seen for quite some time, and down from 2.3% at the start of January. US government bond yields also continue to fall, finishing the quarter at around 2.35%. While falling bond yields globally have had some influence on our bond market, the growing risks to the domestic economic outlook have been a bigger factor recently. Whereas for all of 2018 the Reserve Bank of Australia adopted a tightening bias, expecting wages growth and inflation to pick up and for GDP growth to be around 3%, none of these have actually occurred and the RBA has now adopted a neutral position on rates. Markets are now pricing in the prospect of at least one rate cut in 2019 as the housing market continues to weaken, household debt levels remain high and the impact of a slowing global economy on Australia is being given more consideration. The first time in 30 years, Australian 10-year government bond yields are consistently trading below those in the US. Although this may look unusual to more recent bond investors, we expect them to remain under US yields for quite some time yet. We remain underweight domestic bonds in favour
0: of cash and underweight credit overall. Thank you, John. Uh, now to you, Kane. Uh, how did REITs perform during the last quarter, and would you give us a bit of insight to what our view is?
3: Yeah, sure. And so REITs had a very strong quarter. Um, they, they they were supported quite strongly at the start of the quarter um, due to the market volatility. So investors were drawn to them for their bond-like. Uh, defensive bond-like characteristics and towards the end of the quarter as um, rate expectations came down investors um, also um, were were drawn to to REITs as well. Um, So from from a sector point of view REITs are broadly positive from a tactical standpoint um, with valuation signals neutral and macro and momentum indicators now both moderately supportive Policy and liquidity are marginally negative and present a degree of uncertainty going forward, especially on the policy side. Gearing levels for the sector ticked up slightly over the quarter to 27%, although remain low in comparison to long-term averages. So gains over the quarter were led by the strong industrials and office subsectors and to a lesser extent through gains in retail, Uh, office occupancy uh, vacancy rates remain near record lows in major capital cities in Melbourne and Sydney, with rents continuing to grow at an above average rate. So, with that in mind, we remain neutral um, with regards to our REIT allocation, and we'll continue to actively adjust weightings with a preference for lower geared and more more diversified strategies.
0: Thanks, Kane. Um, now, could I ask you to comment on equities and how we're positioned for the next quarter?
3: Yep. So we continue to support um, conviction-based strategies over passive strategies. However, um, we are looking to introduce low-cost quantitative-based strategies to complement our asset selection in this asset class, <clears throat> and have noticed that the market is becoming very price competitive in this area. Emerging markets continue continue with us. We sorry. We're continuing to position in emerging markets with a small overweight position, and this is based on valuations and also the weight of money we anticipate to flow towards China as its weighting increases in the next few months in the um, MISCI Emerging Markets Index. Uh, In late March, we decreased our Australian equities allocation, moving mildly underweight, and this uh, underweight move came through a reduction in mid and small cap exposures after their strong bounce back at the start of the quarter.
0: Thanks Kane. Um Will, how should investors view risk and opportunity in the year ahead?
1: Look, uh, where we're standing today, the importance of asset allocation, um, we can't stress that enough and respecting the economic cycle which we can repeatedly talk about, they can't be more important as we look into and beyond the second half of 2019. So I think the, the
0: last word on this really is that cycles mean that neither falls nor rises are forever. Thank you to Will, John and Kane for today's podcast. As always, if you have any questions or would like a copy of our insight, please call us on 03-9275-8888. I'm Ian Gillies and thank you for listening.